everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It is August 12th, 2020, and we're here to talk about the eight-game baseball slate. Uh, the main slate, uh, I know we got a bunch of baseball games going on, um, but we're going to focus on the main slate uh, because that's where our, all the tournaments and everything are. So we're going to focus on that. I am joined by my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? You're a busy man. You're almost as busy as me. Like, I don't like that. Yeah, man, I've been uh, I've been roaming the RG streets uh, for the past couple weeks, you know, with sports uh, coming back and inundating us very quickly. Uh, we just kind of had to split. So I actually don't get to really hang out on the baseball scene as much. They split us right down the middle. They sent me to the NBA side and obviously kept you on the MLB side and you got your NASCAR. But uh, yeah, been busy, but it, it's been a, it's been a welcome, man. I, I'd rather do this than uh, not have any sports at all. Hope everybody's families are staying safe and uh, glad to be on. And uh, we're also joined by the guy that's probably on one of the sickest heaters that um, that I can remember in recent history, um, Andre Drizzy26, as you guys know him over there on FanDuel. Andre, man, like this, this heater's awesome. We're excited to have you on. Um, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Uh, it was a pleasure to sit here with you guys and talk to you guys about, uh, about baseball. Um, it's been unreal this past couple of weeks past month honestly it's just been um something unbelievable something i've always dreamed about happening and you know hopefully i can continue it and keep it going well that's what we're here to do right like we're, we're here to keep it rolling like this is a nice little eight game slate um you know it, it seems like it's every other day for you so like um we're on the other we're on the other right no <laughs> just kidding but no, like, like all like, uh, like seriously though, I enjoy seeing people do well. Um, I've been doing this for a very long time and it's really cool when you see people do well. So like, um, you know, I think it's awesome what you're doing and hopefully you keep crushing it. Like everyone that comes on the podcast for like their first time, they always crush the next day. So, um, hopefully that good uh, mojo can, you know, run off to the guy with the massive heater. So, um, we do have eight games to chat about talk about um a lot to get through with these eight games because it's not like we have a million pitching options like we've had uh recently but before we do as the eight game regular season is coming to an end teams are still jockeying for the final few playoff spots and while the players are bringing the action on the court DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy sports is bringing the action to you with huge daily fantasy contests every day DraftKings has paid out over seven billion with a b dollars to its players so they know a thing or two about a big payday if you haven't tried it yet fantasy basketball is easy to play just pick eight players stay under the salary cap and pile up points for three pointers rebounds assists, and more there's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to compete for your share of a million dollars in addition to this week's basketball action there's a huge mma contest this weekend with some other sports Biggest name stepping into the spotlight. To celebrate this huge event, DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code GRIND to get your shot at $1 million in the total prizes for this week's Daily Fantasy Contest. That's promo code GRIND to get a shot at $1 million of dollars of in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. Please see DraftKings.com for more details. Will, we get started here with uh, Baltimore and Philadelphia. Wade LeBlanc and Zach Eflin, do you have any interest in Wade LeBlanc? No. I figured a no was exactly how we were going to get this podcast started. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dre, like we got, we got Wade LeBlanc here, low strikeout guy. Do do you have anything besides a big fat no for me on Wade LeBlanc? Actually, no, I don't. I, I, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a no. It's a new for me, dog. I, that's all I can say. He's he's not even in my player pool when I even look at the start today tomorrow. Honestly. Yeah, listen, we don't have a ton of pitching options today, but I'm not going to take a guy with a strikeout rate sub-17% um, against a team that has plenty of power. So I'm with you guys. I don't have any interest in Wade LeBlanc. Uh, Will, any interest here in Zach Eflin? I don't mind a little Eflin. Uh, I mean, I think he'll be okay. And, and on this late, okay might be uh, just enough. I mean, he's not exactly right up there with the top-tier pitching options in terms of price. I mean, on this slate, we've got Anibal Sanchez price higher than Zach Eflin. So I, I don't mind some, some Eflin. We know that 
Uh, he can get through this lineup, I think. Uh, and I looked at the 2020 numbers. Baltimore isn't striking out as much as people think on paper. They've got a few strikeout guys, uh, which you'll probably get three from Chris Davis alone. But uh, so, so I like Eflin here. 2020 numbers are looking good so far. Uh, I think he can get the job done on this slate. Uh, Dre, any interest here in Zach Eflin? I have a little interest in him. I mean, the price one is 7,300. I think he's – he, he, you know, like you said, the strikeout rate for Baltimore isn't that high this year, but I think he could potentially be in a GPP winning lineup just just based on how he plays, just how he pitches. Um, in Baltimore, you know, they they're not they're still not where they should be as far as a good team yet. So they have some they have some good players and some decent hitters, but that's something I could definitely see um, him having some upside in the GPP. Yeah, he's 6,400 over there on DraftKings. I think he's actually going to be a pretty popular SP2 on this slate. So, like, for me, I'm going to wait and see what we look at, like, ownership-wise. Um, like, if he's going to be massive chalk, I'm never, ever going to play Zach Eflin as massive chalk. So, uh, Will, let's talk bats here. Anything standing out to you for Baltimore? Uh, not really. I mean, you know, Eflin, he's sitting on the sinker, and – even though these guys – listen, they really do have high contact numbers, but they're, they're really high ground balls and really low ISO guys. I think if I was going to pick out one guy, it would probably be Anthony Santander. But even he's still a high ground ball guy. So, o- overall, man, I'm not going to have uh, a, a whole lot of Baltimore Orioles on this slate at all. Great. Thanks. Standing out to you here for Baltimore. That's the only guy actually that um, I agree with Will. That's the only guy that would stand out um, with me um, is them. Is Santander? He's he he can hit the ball, but I still don't think honestly I would consider even having him. If I do, it'd be maybe like a one lineup if anything, just to take a chance and see what happens. But I, I still don't see that happening. Yeah, like if we get really big ownership on Eflin, um, I don't mind maybe rolling like a three man of you know, Santana, Ruiz, uh, Nunez, or Smith, like, you know, like a secondary type of stack. Like, Nunez, I talked about this yesterday. This guy is hot. Um, You know, three home runs in the last four games. He's multiple hits in a few games here. Like, Nunez is really hot at the plate. Um, You know, five home runs on the season for him. That's that's more than Arizona Diamondbacks have against left-handed pitching all year. So, um, that's always fun. Will, like, Wade LeBlanc, I know Hoskins, like, this guy, there has been nobody that has tilted me more than Hoskins. Like, he's getting fastballs right down the middle, and he's grounding it to the pitcher. Like, that's what just happened, for what it's worth. Um, uh, Like, nobody tilted me more than Hoskins. But we look at the left-handed numbers, you know, these guys, uh, these right-handed hitters, and, like, even Harper, lefty-lefty, like, this looks like a really juicy spot on paper. Yeah, and so, you know, we already know that means Wade Levant comes out and throws seven innings, ten yeah, strikeouts. That's exactly what's happening. Uh, like, just go ahead and write it down. <laughs> so, as much as I said I wasn't going to – now, I'm not playing Wade Leblanc, but I think, I think this team could be all right. They woke up a little bit. In, in the wrong matchup, God, they destroyed my Braves so bad. Like, two ups, oh, terrible. But uh, I, I like them here. I mean, LeBlanc is actually throwing the change up to righties at, at the moment on this season a lot more than any other pitch. He's about even split on, on sinker and cutter. And, you know, I, I've tried to just go ahead and adjust to this season. And, I mean, to me, Reese Hoskins stands out here. The ISO isn't as, as, as high on the cutter as I'd like it to be. But he's sitting on that pitch. Things look good. The distance isn't there, but 91.7 for six contact, 8.24% whiff rate. Uh, he's a guy I really like. And then, you know, in terms of, of the sinker, um, kind of the same thing. I, I, I think Hoskins is an elite play here. Has it, you know, I know he's grounding out, but this has got to turn around at some point. I think these righties are, are really in play. Obviously, you can, you know, throw in Harper as well. If you're running tournament stats, I, I love just throwing Bryce Harper in there because I feel like he'll get much lower ownership in the lefty-lefty spot. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Dre, anything standing out to you with the Phillies? Phillies, I, I, I like like Will said, they, they're in a great spot with um, going against LeBlanc. I I honestly think that they're – I expect them to come in, honestly, probably high-owned. Um, but like you said, the lefties, I like Bryce. I also like Didi. 
I think Didi, which is um, he doesn't strike out that much. I think he definitely has a lot of uh, upside, and I'm gonna. I think you you know pick a home run, hit a home run tomorrow. Actually, no, I like that. Um, you know, I want to mention like you guys already talked about like Harper lefty lefty matchup. Like Harper has a 51 percent hard hit rate against lefties. So like when you have like a soft toss and lefty like like LeBlanc, like he's not going to go out and overpower anybody. This dude averages like 86 miles an hour on a good day. Um, like so, <laughs> you can play you can play Didi, you can play Harper, you can play these left-handed bats like Dre said to build your lineup with a popular stack with the contrarian pieces of the stack. So I like the Phillies. It's been hot in Philadelphia too. So like I'll be pulling up Weather Edge in the morning and you know really looking at and seeing what this matchup looks like, but. Um, we move on. We got the Braves and the Yankees. Bryce Wilson, Masahiro Tanaka. Um, Will any interest? Any interest in your boy Wilson? No. Listen, your boy Tuki Tassan. Oh man, like I I tried so hard to talk myself off of Tuki Tassan. I am such a sucker for the young Braves pitchers. But uh, Dre, anything stand out to you with Bryce Wilson? No, no. I I I mean. I mean, but also I'm, I'm a little biased. I'm a Yankees fan, but I really, really, really expect the Yankees to dominate this that game tomorrow. Honestly, now we're about to have some bad blood on this podcast. I'm not even <laughs> listen. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go and you know, I'm not gonna say anything. Let's talk Bryce Wilson. Listen, the Yankees are gonna be the most popular stack on this slate. It's not even close. Like Bryce Wilson. 17% K rate. He struggled to lefties and righties. He hasn't been able to get guys out. He struggles with command. He's a fly ball pitcher that gives up a ton of hard contact. The Yankees are the chalk today. Um, it's no doubt about it. Will, any interest in Tanaka? You know, knowing that, like, he's going to get some run support. Acuna was a scratch. Albies is banged up. Like, this could be a really watered-down Braves lineup. Uh Maybe. I mean, you know, if, if we're looking at the pricing, he's another guy. Listen, I, I get really excited when I see guys that I feel like are marginally good pitchers and they're cheaper than guys like Zach Davies and Anibal Sanchez. Like this gets me excited. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think Tanaka is okay. I think he'll be just good enough to, to get you there. I mean, you look at the last start against Tampa Bay, uh, you know, five innings, five Ks, if he was able to duplicate that tomorrow, he could absolutely be, I think, in a tournament winning lineup as long as some of these other guys didn't go berserk, which I don't think anybody's going to just break the slate tomorrow, especially with Blake Snell on, on, on limited pitch count. So I, I don't hate Tanaka for the price. I worry about Tanaka's overall pitch count. Like he was pitching really well against Tampa last time out, Dre, and like, you know, your boy Boone, 59 in the hook. Um, like, do you trust Tanaka to maybe go a little bit deeper in this game? Um, you know, I know you play more on FanDuel. You really want that quality start. You know, the win, I think, is there for Tanaka. Yeah, I think the win is there. Um, I think I think he could get into the fifth – I mean, to the sixth inning, honestly. Um, and maybe even the seventh. It just depends on Boone. Like, I think he needs to just let him off the leash a little bit. Because um, Tanaka, we know he can – pitch he's not what he used to be I know but I think he's definitely capable of getting about you know seven strikeouts in this matchup especially like you said with the watered down Braves lineup there's only a couple of hitters that you have to worry about but I think you can get through those and he'll be all right yeah obviously we're gonna have to look and see what the lineup like looks like here but if Acuna is out that's a huge hit to the Braves lineup um so we didn't get like a lot of detail on why he was scratched um you know, on Tuesday, I guess it was like a wrist thing, but they really didn't say like if he's going to have MRI done or anything like that. So like, even if he's back, it could definitely make up. Um, so will Braves bats, um, any interest here against Tanaka? Nah, man, I actually think I'm going to fade the Braves and you know, you know how I feel. I don't like fading my team. I feel like I should at least stack them once or twice on every slate. But, man, when I look at these K numbers on the season, 31% for Acuna, who may not play, 31% for Swanson, uh, 34% for Ozuna, 26% for DRNO, 25% Marquecas, which he just got back. But, you know, these guys are striking out at a pretty high clip right now. I don't think it'll stay there. It's still early. But, you know, this team is looking like the White Sox and Detroit Tigers of old. 
I'm willing to take a fade. You know, we had the same scenario last week when we, we were on the pod with the Cleveland Indians, and they just got dominated, just dominated by a no-name pitcher. I mean, I believe teams can get hot and cold. The Braves just aren't what I want them to be right now. I'm perfectly fine taking the fade. Yeah, like, oh, man. I, I Like, here's the thing. Like, say Tanaka throws 75. I think they bulk him up a little bit more. I think 90s crazy, um, you know, considering like how good this bullpen is. Not only Dre, not only are we getting like, you know, Tanaka who looks a lot better right now, but we're getting the Yankees bullpen. It's so hard to stack against that Yankees bullpen. Yeah, it is. And and honestly, I think you could have a couple one-offs if anything just just in a tournament, honestly. Like like I would definitely maybe keep a zoom in your player pool. And maybe a little bit of um, Tornado if he's if he's um, going to be in the lineup tomorrow. Um, but th- that's about it. I can't really see myself going all in, like having like one or two one offs, and that's it for them. Uh well, Yankees bats. Like we have a stinky Yankee fan on the podcast today, but uh, let's <laughs> let's talk Yankees bats. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Uh, I don't even care about their K rates. Trust me, Bryce Wilson <laughs> is terrible. All the Yankees <laughs> so bats. Bad. Uh, they're probably going to be – I mean, I got to assume the Yankees are probably at the top of the list in terms of uh, teams to stack tomorrow. So, I think maybe you get creative. So, here's somebody nobody plays, Gio Urshela. Like, nobody wants to play Urshela because he's always batting that seven or eight spot. In fact, he's my favorite Yankee to roster. You know he's going to make contact, always getting on base, got home run upside. Like, he, this is my guy from the Yankees. I don't, I don't really make any Yankee stacks without Urshela. And he's always lower owned. So that's probably my favorite play from the Yankees on this slate, period. I mean, I, I like this guy a lot. Listen, Dre, I don't make a Yankee stack without Aaron Judge. I don't know what Will's talking about, but um, <laughs> the guy is just – he's smashing baseballs. Uh, what, what are your thoughts here on the Yankees? I, I, I love Aaron Judge today. Um, I, think he's, I think he's definitely a good play. You know, this, the strikeout rate is kind of high with him, but – Against a pitcher who really isn't all that great, he should be able to hit at least a home run or two easily. I, I, like he said, um, Urshela is a good, good, good option, definitely for sure, and a sneaky one because no one, no one tends to play the bottom half of lineups. But you know, if also if um, El Gardner's not going to even be in the lineup tomorrow, I thought he was going to, but no, um, he's, hold on, no, he's not. So if he, if if anything, I would also like to. Maybe go with vote too. I know he's playing well tonight, but I think he can have a repeat performance tomorrow too. Another way to be different with the Yankee stack is, is, is on especially on DraftKings, is just a simple like if Mike Ford's in there, play Ford over Voight. Like Voight's going to be the yeah. more popular option. Voight's the better play, but like if you're wanting to stack the Yankees and you wanted to be a little different with it, like if Gardner is in the lineup. Like, Sanchez has been terrible this season, but, like, you can go, like, Ursula, Sanchez, Gardner, LeMahieu, Judge, and use that wraparound uh, to make your Yankee stacks different, too. Like, listen, there's there's no doubting it. Like, I'm going to tell you guys right now, that it's there's this is the clear-cut chalk option on the slate, and they should be. They're the best offense on the slate. So, uh, we'll have to see how it all plays out as far as the lineup. But uh, here's another – team that's going to be kind of popular too and that's this game the Giants and the Astros Jeff Samarja against Zach Greinke um Will any interest here in Samarja oh man I can't believe I got this many no's on the podcast I had to pre at least had to say something before I said it but uh no yeah I'm with you Dre any interest here in the shark (laughs) no none none whatsoever um even though I'm not a big Houston fan especially after everything that's been happening the past couple years no can't, can't oh, see, like I wish we had, I, I wish we had a little bit more time. We get into the last couple of years. Uh, Will Zach Granke, uh, highest price pitcher on the slate. You know, going up against the Giants, their offense very hit or miss. Um, you know, they have some good pieces at the top, but the bottom of this order looks really, really weak. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Granke? Man, I think I think he's just okay, and I I think if you're paying for Granke on this slate you're basically paying for a guy that you feel like can get through six innings and probably give up a run or two and hope that he gets enough strikeouts to make up for it. Uh, And maybe he gives up some solo shots and doesn't, you know, walk too many guys. That's what I think you're paying for with Grinky. I I think you may be able to get him in. 
I don't think I'm going to start with Grinky. I think I'm going to try to find other guys to play to, to really free up that salary so I can lean more on my bats because that's what this slate feels like. But I can't negate the fact or can't overlook the fact that he's probably going six innings, four to five Ks. And if he doesn't give up any runs, he could for sure be in a tournament winning lineup. So that's kind of why I have some interest, but I'm not going to start there. If I end there, I'll accept it. Jay, we're looking at, you know, the highest priced guy on DraftKings. I know you play more on FanDuel. I, I'm guessing he's up there on FanDuel too. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but we're looking at a guy whose mile per hour is down two to three miles an hour on average to start the season. And he's so expensive. Like, I know it's a decent matchup against the Giants, but like, are we paying this price? Honestly, I I mean, you can a little bit if you, in cash games. I, I'm pretty sure that he'd probably be um, owned heavily in that a little bit. But honestly, I can't see myself playing a lot of him in tournaments. Like Will said, the bats are going to be my priority tomorrow in, in general on the slate. So I'll be looking to pay, like, you know, mid-range pricing for pitcher for pitcher and just, you know, go with the upside and hope that they can, you know, have a good strikeout game and, and get a good quality start win too. So um, that's where – like, I don't know if I'm on, like, an island today, but, like, Granky's an easy fade for me. Like, even in cash games, give me, give, give me like, Kentai Maeda. Um, give me a little bit more upside. Like, Milwaukee's lineup is about the same as the Giants, in my opinion. They're both stinky offenses, but I, I can't do it, guys. I can't play Zach Granky today. Like I said, I, I, I might be on an island by the end of the day. Uh, good thing I'm an extra survey today because I can, you know, talk as much smack as I want against Granky and, you know, hopefully can, you know, this offense can do a little bit. But, well, just because I don't like Granky doesn't mean I'm going to be stacking the Giants. It's more of like, I hope he gets like 15 points. This game doesn't do anything and like nobody wins. Well, I mean, I, I, I will say this. One of the things I specified was I do think he gets six innings. I do think he gets four or five strikeouts. I also think he gives up a couple runs. And, you know, like you talked about it, I mean, the guy's velocity is way down right now. Uh, so, you know, I, I think there may be a home run in this lineup somewhere. Um, maybe Brandon Belt, you know, maybe Brandon Crawford, maybe Alex Dickerson. Uh, you know, Straminski has been playing really well. I think a home run is coming from someone. I just don't think they'll have a lot of runners on the base, pad, base pads. When it comes, uh, I think if I had to side with someone right now, it'd probably be Brandon Belt. Um, I, I think that's kind of where I would lean as a one-off. See, Dre, like, I'm, I just pulled up FanDuel, and, like, Yaz is so expensive on DraftKings. Can't really get exposure to him over there. But, like, as a one-off on FanDuel, Yaz at 3,400, like, give me Yaz at, on FanDuel. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Giants? Giants? I, I like – I like him a little bit. I can see, I can see it. I can, like, like Will said. I think one home run, if anything, is going to come from this lineup. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was either um, Yaz or or Bell. Honestly, like, like Will said. Um, I even like Longoria a little bit, maybe as a sneaky, sneaky person to you know, hit something out the park, and maybe just to get um, just to get cranky, just to get a little tilt. I do like to target fly ball hitters against um, Granky when you're on the right side. So Longoria is a sneaky little tournament play there. I like that call. Uh, Will, any interest in the Houston bats? Uh, it could be Samarja or Cahill. I don't know if that makes a difference, but um, I'm seeing multiple reports. It could be Cahill too. Uh, either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, I've been playing Houston a lot lately. Uh, I think, you know, I like teams that are consistent in baseball. Because on the nights when the, the teams that you – like the Yankees that you expect to score 12, score three, you know, I, I can always depend on good old Houston to go out and score five to seven runs every night. I'm not saying they're there tonight, but that's kind of why I like Houston for the consistency. And, I mean, you look at these numbers, most of these guys aren't striking out on the season. Reddick at 18%, Bregman at 17 uh, you know, we've got a guy right now that's really struggling on both sides of the plate. I was alarmed, and it's, you know, minor plate appearances, but I'm trying to get adjusted. I was alarmed to see that Shark was giving up 70%, a 70% fly ball rate to righties this season. I mean, that really caught me off guard. So, you know, when I kind of look at that, man, that, that gets me really excited about these guys like Altuve and Bregman, 
you know, uh, Guriel. I, I like this team a lot. If uh, if Shark is pitching, I'm going to try to stack this team a, a whole bunch of ways and hope that the Yankees don't beat me too bad. Dre, any interest here in the Houston Bats? Yes, I have a lot. Unfortunately, I do have a lot of interest in the Houston Bats. Um, they're, they're a good team. They, I, I like honestly one through like I like the whole pitching, um, the whole lineup one through nine. Um, because just because you never they can come from anywhere. Honestly, they're they have a lot of talent over there. So, I think. The, I think sneaky sneaky in tournaments will be probably the back half of the lineup, I think, um, towards the end. So I think, you know, that's something I could see myself going with in a tournament and using them and also using maybe a few as one-offs depending on what other teams I'm going to go with in the stack. Overall, like power upside, they're one of the few teams on this slate that can keep up with the Yankees. So um, definitely has some interest. I'm right there with you guys. Moving on, we got the Twins and the Brewers. Kenta Maeda against Eric Lauer. Uh, Will, let's talk Kenta Maeda. Like I already, I already kind of, you know, shot my load on him here. Like I, I'm a huge fan of Kenta Maeda. Yeah, I think he's one of the one of the best plays on the slate, honestly, uh, for price and upside. I mean, I, I don't see any reason why a Granky should be priced above Maeda. That, that's just atrocious to me, and that's on both sides. So, uh, I, I really like him here. Uh, this feels like a day where I might just load up on Minnesota all the way through. You know, when I look at what uh, Maeda's doing this season so far, I'm kind of just trying to use this season's numbers to just get a feel for where guys are. 3.83 XFIP, 25.8% K rate, uh, you know, limiting the hard contact for the most part, less than 30% on both sides of the plate, uh, not really walking anyone. Like, this is a guy I can get behind. And then when I look at these K rates from Milwaukee this season, you would be surprised to know that uh, even Christian Yelich has a 37.5% K rate so far. 40 plate appearances. I'm not trying to overinflate it, but right now this team is terrible. A uh, 30% K. He's going to face a batter that has a 30% K rate or more. One, two, three, four, five. At least six of these guys. Uh, ben Gamble at 40%. Smoke at 50. This is this is atrocious. So I, I'm all aboard. With Kenta Maeda on this slate, uh, love him, love him as love him as a pitcher today. Dre, what's your thoughts here on Kenta Maeda? I love him. Uh, I love him. I love him. I love him. I, I think he he's at a good price point too, especially on FanDuel. Like he, he's eight seven, right in that mid range where you can still get a couple, where you can get a good you know stack in there, um, good hitters. So and and he has a high strikeout upside, especially with the lineup. I'm surprised with the um, with them this year with Milwaukee. They haven't been playing that well, so I, I really, really, really like Maeda. Yeah, just the overall talent. Like Ryan Braun came back on Tuesday, but he's a righty. Kentai Maeda is so dangerous against righties. I hope Braun's in the lineup, to be honest. So, um, I, I, listen, Kentai Maeda is my number one guy today. Um, and then we go to the other side. We got Eric Lauer. Will, I think we're going to have another uh, good old-fashioned no um, in this one. Yep, no. <laughs> Dre, any thoughts here on Eric Lauer? Eric Lauer? Oh, oh, no. I, 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 can't, I can't go with him at all. Just, just a no. Like, I, I, Minnesota, it's a lot of – it's too much good hitting to me on the slate today Ooh, where, where it, it's even – to even just risk going with them. Uh, Minnesota is just gonna. Uh, they're they have too much power, and I I think like you said, the, with Houston and the Yankees, they could keep up, and I think they could go a little bit um overlooked. Hopefully, um if everyone's paying attention more, so the Yankees and Houston tomorrow. Listen, I'm with you, buddy. Um, Minnesota's my top stack today. Like it's, I I like the Yankees, and I know like the type of ownership the Yankees are gonna get, but like Minnesota's my team today, and like. I feel like it's a broken record. I've been saying it so much to start the season already. But, like, Will, we're looking up and down this lineup. We got Garver. We got Cruz to know if Marwin's in there. Like, we're just loaded with righties that beat lefties. And Eric Lauer is a very beatable left-handed pitcher. Will, give me your thoughts here on Minnesota. I mean, another top stack, man. And You know how I feel about looking at these numbers and seeing where teams are. Uh, you know, looks like Minnesota is going to be on the road tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, listen, this team is averaging 5.67 runs on the road right now. 
uh, just destroying pitchers out there. So I, I like him a lot. Obviously, I mean, we don't have to tell you to play Nelson Cruz, but if you're new to the podcast, Nelson Cruz is just facing a lefty. I don't even really look at the pitch types too much. Just know he's facing a lefty. You load him up. He's probably going to be really expensive, uh, but I don't care. Uh, I, I, I think he's a fine play. Another guy that I actually – I've been kind of using against lefties a lot is, is Rosario. Uh, if you look at his numbers, you know, combined on both seasons, uh, he's, he's, he's done pretty well. Doesn't necessarily have the ISO numbers, but the K rate's at 14%. Uh, I, I like him a lot. Rosario, I just feel like he's a good hitter. So he's a guy I kind of always sprinkle into my stat. And and the other thing, if they beat up on Lauer, they're not going to see a lefty all night. Uh, if they get to him early, uh, this whole lineup could smash. So I, I like this team a lot just overall. Got to beat him early, Dre, because that Brewers back into the bullpen when the claim's close. You're not beating that. Um, what are your thoughts? I know you kind of already said that you like Minnesota. Um, just sum it up for us real quick. Um, love, I love this. This the whole. This is a whole lineup in general. Like Cruz, Cruz is probably one of my favorite plays on the slate. I, I will also like to, you know Gonzalez too as a sneaky, sneaky option. Um, I don't see no one if he's going to be in line, which I, I believe he will be. Um, if I'm correct, but he he's to me, I think he has a lot of upside to be really, really, really sneaky, especially after like like the Chiefs said with Rosario. Uh, it's that the lineup with Minnesota is just too good, and I expect them to put up a lot of runs tomorrow. Uh, will anything on the Brewers? Nah, I, I won't have any Brewers, man. I, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to take the fade on them. I think you can play Yelich as a one-off anytime, Dre. Um, any interest here in the Brewers? Yeah, that's all I can say to Yelich. is the only one-off I would have, if anything. Yeah, like, it's just – it's really hard to play a team where, like, Yelich just doesn't have any protection right now. And, like, I, I, as someone that played baseball for so long, like – when I know I'm about to face the best hitter and there's nobody behind him that I don't really have to worry about, guess what? That guy's getting junk. Like, he's getting absolute junk. I'm not throwing him nothing. Um, so, yeah, that's my only problem with Yelich right now. Underdog fan- about that the past couple of years. Yeah. Underdog Fantasy Sports from the Minds Behind the Draft app. NFL Best Ball is a fun, set-it-and-forget-it format. They have an app for iOS and Android. Best Ball leagues from $3 to $100 including their signature Best Ball Mania Tournament, $25 entry, $1 million prize pool with $200,000 to the winner. Be on the lookout for some live draft shows on Roto-Grinders. I know we got one Wednesday, and I'm on the one on Thursday. Check them out at underdogfantasy.com or download the app today and get started with your NFL drafting. So um, make sure you're checking that out, man. I love the draft app. Love what they're doing over there on Underdog. Uh, It's a ton of fun. So, we keep on keeping on. Washington Nationals, New York Mets, Anibal Sanchez, Walker Lockett. Um, any interest here in Sanchez, Will? Uh, I almost feel like I maybe need to have some, but I just don't like Anibal right now. I mean, I'm looking at these numbers on the season. It's just this is the Anibal Sanchez. Uh, he is who I thought he was. Uh, you know, I know he's had some pretty good seasons here and there. Uh, but, and you know, I haven't pulled this one out recently, but then I go and look at these recent trends, Stevie. His ground ball rate is way down. Like it was around 40% the past 12 months. We're down to about 20%. The fly ball rate is up 14%. Hard contact is up 14%. Average uh, velo- uh, exit velocity is up eight miles an hour. A- the average distance is up over 100 feet. Like this, something is going wrong with Anibal Sanchez. I don't know if he's, you know, just doesn't have it. Maybe he's turning into Bartolo Colon. I don't know. But he, some, something's missing right now. Uh, and I didn't want to just give the people a no. I wanted to actually give some substance on that one. At the end of it all, though, uh, the answer is going to be no. I will not be playing Anibal Sanchez. Uh, Dre, any interest in Sanchez? Not much at all, honestly. I just, like, like you said, the strikeout rate is not that high to me. I don't see where he has an up, any upside um, with Mets with against the Mets. They have a night, you know, a couple few good bats in there that I'd rather you know go with those than play him at all. 
Well, whether it be Lockett or Oswalt, either one of these Mets guys, uh, they both in AAA have struggled with strikeouts, and they both have struggled in AAA with home runs. Um, I don't have any interest in Oswalt or um, Lockett. Do you? Not at all. Yeah, and I'm kind of hoping it's it stays hot in New York and like we get good hitting, hitting weather again, even though it didn't really work out on Tuesday. Dre, any thoughts here on whether it's Oswalt or Lockett? Nah, neither one of them. I can't see myself going with either one of them at all tomorrow. I, I like this game actually kind of, you know, I think this game, I, I don't think it's going to be targeted because we have, I think, course on the slate. If I'm, no, they're not. They're on the early slate. But I, I think this game could go a little overlooked, possibly, oh, especially on the, on the Mets side. Well, you sound excited. Give me your thoughts here when when you're looking at Washington. Man, Andre's talking my language right now. I'm going to put that uh... – that New York Yankees beat behind us immediately. I, I love this as a game stack. Like, I don't usually mm-hmm. – and I'm not usually a guy that stacks both sides just to do it, but this game feels like a double a, – a two-edged sword to me, man. I, I like both sides of this game. Uh, you know, we kind of saw Washington tee off. Uh, uh, not I think it was yesterday, scored around 18 runs or something like that. I'm not saying they're scoring 18, but in this spot, this pitcher, I, I, I think they can get there, man. I, I like this lineup top to bottom. I think they're all in play. Uh, this guy's basically sitting on fastball most of the game, mixing in a little bit of changeup. Uh, he's not extremely high velocity. I mean, he's around, you know, 92, close to 92. You look up and down this lineup, everybody's pretty much got the ISO numbers, the contact numbers, the whiff rates are down. Uh, Juan Soto looks really good. As Drupal Cabrera looks really good in this spot. I, I love the Washington Nationals. Uh, I, I'll let Dre talk about the Mets, but. This 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 game could be a shootout for sure. Well, it sounds like both of you guys are on this game. Dre, give me your thoughts when we're looking at the Mets side of this one. Mets, the Mets side, I I just love I love them all. I, I well, most majority of them. Like McNeil, I, I think McNeil is uh, really like he's he tends to the ball and play a lot, so I love him. Um, you gotta you gotta have I think Conforto's a good 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 play tomorrow. Um, and with especially going against them, pretty much like all the lefties, I think are, are pretty much going to work out well. I think you can stack this any way you want to, up and down. And I think it's going to be, honestly, like I said, a sneaky, sneaky game stack, and it can go off. And I think that could honestly be, honestly, be the key to win tomorrow. You guys want to know who like I'm the most excited for for this game? It's Wilson Ramos. He's 3100. He's a massive ground ball guy. Anibal Sanchez gives up a ton of fly balls to righties. Like, Wilson Ramos, cheap catcher, fits Ooh. my build. Uh, three K rays. We're in business. Let, let's go. Um, <laughs> we move on. We got the Rays and the Red Sox. Blake Snell against Zach Godley. Will, any interest here in Snell? I can't, man. Pitch count is too low. I'm just going to have to be a fade for that reason. Yeah. Dre, any interest here in Snell? Same thing. No, I can't. The, the, he, he's a ta- he's really, really, really good talented pitcher, but the pitch count is way too low. Way too low. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Like, if we get a report that says he's gonna bump up to like 85 pitches here, I'm in. Like, the Red Sox stink right now. Oh. As a Red Sox fan, it's really hard to even watch this team play baseball right now. Like, Dre's loving it because he's a Yankees fan, and the Red Sox stink. But like. If we get reports on Snell getting a pitch count bump, I'm in. But if not, I'm out. Um, like, I can't play – I can't pay 9400 Will, for a guy that is going to throw 60 pitches. Um, any interest here in the other side with Zach Godley? No, I mean, I can't do it with Godley either, man. Like, he's just not – and I used to play Zach Godley a lot, but I, I can't do it. I just yeah. can't. Dre's K rates are up a little bit this season, but overall, like Zach Godley still does not look like he's right. Um, any interest in Zach Godley? No, no, I, I can't. I can see him maybe a little bit, but honestly, the Tampa Bay is another good team. Like I said, it's a lot of good hitting on the slate today. I, I just feel like you have to go with a pitcher that you know for sure is going to get you a couple, a good, good couple Ks, and I don't think he can get you about five or six. Honestly, so I will say one thing. I'm going to look into this a little bit more um, tomorrow during the day. Like this is a first look podcast. 
I had read a report that Zach, Zach Godley had switched against lefties from throwing a sinker and going to more of a cutter. Yeah, um, so I, I want to look into, I want to look into that because when I look at the numbers for cutters for these lefties, they're bad. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to write off Zach Godley yet. I'm going to dig into this matchup and he's played IQ. I'm going to dig into this one um, because he's 5,800. There are so many bats that we love on the slate. Where, like, if realistically, if that's going to be the case where he's just going to go out there and throw a ton of cutters, I think he's a little interesting um, at his price. Will, um, I'm crazy. What are your thoughts here when it comes to the Tampa Bats? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if I, stack, if I stack Tampa Bay, I don't feel like I'm going to stack them on this slate. And, and as I'm saying that, I'm thinking through this, I actually think I am going to stack Tampa Bay. I'm going to immediately change that. Even if Godley goes five innings, uh, we're going to get Boston bullpen, which is not that good either. I, I think even if Godley is – if Godley, you know, if Godley goes five innings, gives up two runs, this team could explode and score six runs in four innings. I I, I, I think I'm stacking Tampa Bay. I'm almost positive Tampa Bay's not getting any ownership tomorrow with the Yankees and the Twins uh, and, the, and the, uh, the Astros. This team is going to be buried – and we've seen this team explode a couple times already. I think I'm going to take a shot on the race to my very low ownership. I won't even really have to bump my ownership up on them. I can probably run most of these guys 10 to 15% because I don't think they'll get the ownership. So I, I, I think I'm going to lean more on the race than I do Godly. Uh, Dre, any interest here in Tampa Bats? Yes, I do have um, interest in Tampa Bats. The, 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 the top of the lineup is, is just, you know, in a good spot. I think that they all potentially can go off. And like I said, they're going to be sneaky. No one's going to be really on them um, at all. So I expect them to come in at really, like, significant low ownership. And, you know, potentially, like I said, like I said with the Mets, you don't have that GPP winning upside. All right, let's talk Red Sox. Will um, we don't expect Blake Snell to go too deep? Um, any interest here in the Sox? Uh, not particularly. I mean, I think the Red Sox are more of a one-off team to me. Uh, JD Martinez, I think you just kind of roster him, especially in this spot where he's probably going to be much lower owned than usual. Uh, you know, maybe some Xander at shortstop at a, at a position that's typically weak overall. Uh, but outside of those guys, I don't, I don't think I'm going to have too much Red Sox. Dre, any interest in the Sox here? I have a little bit, just a tiny bit. Um, they they burned me so much this year so far, and I I, I hate it. But I, they they still got some talent over there. I think you can take a chance, honestly, on a couple of them and see what they um see how they play. Like obviously Martinez, Bogars, more than you can run a little bit of a stack against. I think. Um, I don't think it'll be simply high on, but I know you can't play everything either, but I think that you can run um, with the good bats and them and see what, see what happens. Yeah. JD is starting to hit the ball a little bit harder. Um, maybe he has fixed what was going on with him, but overall this team is struggling right now. Um, like outside of, you know, using maybe JD Xander Vasquez, um, these guys are a little interesting as like maybe a mini stack, but Man, they're, they're struggling right now. Um, Mariners and Rangers, Tajon Walker against Jordan Lyles. Uh, Will, any interest here in um, our good boy Walker? Hey, listen here, rookie. You got to unmute your mic. Like, oh, man, what a rookie mistake. Like, I, Dean, I did a show with Dean on Monday, and he did this like three times. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, you guys take a couple months off because of the pandemic, and, like, you forget to unmute your mic. Listen, man, I, I was just so depressed when I looked at this, this pitching slate. And, like, Taiwan Walker gets Jordan Lyles. And both of these teams this, – this is probably the most uninspiring game on this slate. I, I don't think I can play Walker. I don't think I can play Lyles. I, I don't even know if I want to play the bats. It's just – gosh, this, this game just feels terrible. I'm sorry. I know I jumped ahead, but this is, this is god-awful. Yeah, Dre, any interest here in Walker? I have no interest in him whatsoever, honestly. I think you can play, like, honestly, a couple of the bats in there. But other than that, no, I, I can't. Pitching is going to be 
limited, extremely limited, but that's what has been most of the year, I feel like. So, except for a few slates. Will, did you have any thoughts on Lyles? I know you were kind of writing him off a little bit there. Uh, look, I know he's facing Seattle. I'm going to call this one right now. Seattle may score 10 runs tomorrow on this on this slate secretly. This is a bad – I mean, these pitchers are bad. These these two guys, this is probably a worse pitching matchup on the slate. I, I'm i not playing any Jordan Lyles. I'd be more inclined to play, uh, play a few Seattle bats for sure. Dre, any interest here in Lyles? None whatsoever. None. I just no. He, he's he's not that good of a pitcher at all. I he doesn't have a high K rate. I just I just can't go with him. Yeah, listen, like he's struggling big time with command right now. Like six point nine xFIP after three starts. Um, his walk rate is the same as his strikeout rate. Um, I played Jordan Lyles a ton last season, but right now, like. Maybe this is a get-right spot for him. Um, we don't have a ton of pitching options on this slate. He's 7,300. Like, if you want to attack the strikeout rate uh, for Seattle, Moore's over 35%. Lewis is at 32%. Nola's at 26%. Long's at 26%. White's at 43%. Vogelbach's at a million percent. Like, if you want to attack the strikeouts and know that you're probably going to have a guy that gives up a couple runs in the process – Listen, I think the umpire data in this game is huge because he's struggling with command. If he can get a few favorable calls, it's going to be huge for him. So, like, look at the umpire data in this one. Make sure the roof is closed um, because this ballpark is playing more like a pitcher's ballpark when that roof is closed. So, like, I'm not instantly writing off Lyles because we need a we need a SP2. Like, we need an SP2. Like, we, we have to have a couple options. So, uh, listen, I'm not going to write off Lyles yet. Uh, Will, talk to me about these Mariners bats. Yeah, I think if I run this stack, it's just because I feel like Jordan Lyles is really bad. Uh, and, and the other thing about it, too, you talked about this this walk rate. He's almost – and, I, and I, I'm going to inflate this a little bit. Let's say we bump him up to 20%. That means he's walking one out of every five bats. So let's just say Jordan Crawford comes up. He's typically leading off. He gets a base hit, gets on first. You know, he walks a guy, another guy hits a single, he's got the bases loaded. Like, this just feels like a disaster for Jordan Lyles against a team that he should strike out. But if I'm coaching this team, if, if I'm the manager, I'm saying, hey, guys, you know, let, let's we're not swinging at any first pitches. Just let's see what he's going to do and, and, and let the chips fall where they may after that. I, I think this team is going to be coached to take a lot of pitches with him, you know, walking so many guys. And I think that could be the difference in this team scoring three runs and 10 runs. I think if he walks one too many guys, it could just be a disaster for that reason. I'm really inclined to just play Seattle. And I don't even see anything that's great, but when a guy's walking this many guys, I just prefer to stack the team and let the chips fall where they may. Dre, any interest in the Mariners' bats here? I have a little interest in, in Seager and in Crawford. Um, and that's the only two I really have interest in on the, on the Seattle side, honestly. Listen, if you're going to throw two or three of these guys out there, I get it. Like, but like if you if I'm playing Seattle today, like I'm 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 at least four man stacking them. I'm hoping that Lyles is not like his commands off and like he's struggling like he has been all year and like I'm just hoping the stack goes off. It's a great way to be different maybe in like a Yankee stack or a Minnesota stack, like a secondary stack. So um and then on the Texas side, will like Walker we really just don't know what we're going to get from Walker because we really haven't seen like a full healthy season from Walker. It, like maybe what was it 2017? Like he was hurt in 18. He was hurt in 19. He was hurt in 20. Like um, what are your thoughts when it comes to the Texas bats? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to side with the bats here as well. Uh, look, Joey Gallo has a 24% K rate on the season right now. This is good Joey Gallo. I mean, we're used to him being – up in the 30s. So if we're going to get 24% K rate Joey Gallo, uh, I, I never go all in in baseball, but for all intents and purposes, he's probably going to be one of my favorite bats on this slate. So I, I think this is another spot where you just stack these teams um, because the data may not show you everything, but I know these guys aren't pitching well right now. You know, Taiwan Walker, his, his ground ball rate is at 28%. His line drive rate is at 25.6%, which to me shows even more 
you know, these guys can hit, hit a couple moonshots and this game could be out of hand quickly. So uh, he's, he's really struggling with lefties right now. So Joey Gallo, one of my favorite plays on the slate. Listen, like I loaded up on Joey Gallo yesterday or Tuesday, whenever you listen to this podcast, um, and Marco Gonzalez is so scared of him, he's pegged him twice. So, um, Dre, what's your thoughts when it comes to the Rangers bats? Uh, the Rangers bats, I, like I echo what Chief said with Joey Gallo. He's he's one of the better plays on the slate tonight as far as bats wise. But also like I like, also like Chu. I think he's a good option. Um, I know you're risking a lot of like because he strikes out a little bit, but I think he has a good upside. I think, honestly, you can even go with them as a little bit of a mini stack to go with, like you said, the Yankees or with, the, or with Houston um, as a popular stack and, and even some one-offs. Yeah, I also want to mention, like, Willie Calhoun, they moved him up in the order, and ever since they moved him up in the order, he's been hitting the ball. So uh, he's another guy that, like, I don't mind if you're, like, mini stacking this team. We finish it out here with the Padres and the Dodgers. We got Zach Davies against Julio Urias. Um, Will, any interest here in Zach Davies? A little bit, even against this high-powered team on this slate where we're kind of starving for pitching. I'm inclined to sprinkle in Zach Davies. Uh, you know, and, and you know, me and Dre are kind of cut from the same cloth here right now. I play a little bit more FanDuel than, than I do draft – well, a lot more FanDuel than I do DraftKings. And, I mean, right now Zach Davies is sitting at 7600 on FanDuel. To me, that's the sweet spot pricing. I mean, he could get 30 in fact, I want to go out on a limb on this slate and say on FanDuel, he might be able to squeeze out 25, 28, and you can probably still take down the tournament at, at that price. Uh, on, you know, on DK, you know, he's, he's you know, under Granky, under Maeda, under Snell, under Corey Oswald. I, I, I like him here. I, I, think, I, I think this is a good spot for him uh, in terms of his price relative to the other pitchers on the slate. I think he can go out five innings. If he can get through fairly clean, maybe only give up one or two runs, then, then I think he can get the job done. Um, any interest in Zach Davies here, Dre? Sorry, yeah, I, I, I like Davies a lot. I think Davies, I think Davies is, has the potential. I, I do like the Dodgers bats too. Like I said, it's more bats on the slate for sure. But I think you can also roster him and you go know, and. He'll, he'll get, like I said, the upside that you need. It's pitching out that you're going to need, like, uh, 60 or 70 to win on the slate tonight. Then you're going to need probably more so, like, a, like, 20, like 25, 30, I think, and more so hitting because I think it's going to be a high-scoring night. Because y'all crazy. Uh, I'm going to call it. Both of y'all are crazy. Uh, you don't play right-handed pitchers with no strikeout upside against the Dodgers. You don't play right-handed pitching against the Dodgers. You don't play right-handed pitchers that can't strike people out against the Dodgers. Like, well, well, hey, both of y'all, we gonna, we're going to talk here in a minute. Like, I know we don't have pitching options on this slate, but we don't play right-handed pitchers against the Dodgers, and okay. we definitely don't play guys that can't strike people out against the Dodgers. Well, let me say this. So – we, Dodgers are going to score 10 runs, Will, and I'm going to text you. I'm going to be like, I told you. <laughs> but listen, this is a slate where you could probably get away with Davies and the bats. Like, I'm, I'm so serious. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, this is I, so I'm looking ugly right now, slate. he's throwing this changeup, right? I mean, he's throwing it about – and this season he's throwing it about 33%, and all these guys are putting the ball on the ground. Like, outside of Justin Turner, I mean, Peterson's at 56%, Bellinger's at 60 Pollock is at 58, Beatty's at 51, Will Smith is at – like, and the contact numbers are really low. I'm saying it seems to me like he's trying to get them off balance with the changeup. I'm not saying he's getting through clean. I'm just saying I think he can get through five <laughs> and maybe give up a run or two, and then maybe they pull him and they score another nine runs. But I, I just – I think Davies, Davies is a little bit better than we want to give him credit for. On, on the slate because because the Dodgers are really good. Listen, y'all crazy. Anyway, Julio Harias on the other <laughs> side will like <laughs> listen. Like this game. Hold on. What what's the total in this game? Like this game is like anyway. Uh, do you have any interest here in Julio, Julio Harias? Well, let me ask you this. Do, do you have interest in Julio? I'm just I'm just curious. Do I have interest in him? Like I, I'm not playing him today. His 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 2020 numbers are down right now and. I, I, the, the Padres are kind of a sneaky team for me every night, and I I, th I think this is a high-powered offense. I, I'm going to pass on Urias today. 
Uh, Dre, do you have any interest in your eyes? No, I, I don't. I think my just just honestly, like talking with you guys and thinking about this, I'm, my pitching my pitching player pool is down to like two pitchers. <laughs> it's, it's not that many options today, so I I cannot see myself going with them at all. I think this game also could be a good game, another game you can stack, honestly. Uh, so here's the thing. <laughs> There's not a ton of options on the slate. Um, and get to my it might be a lot, but tomorrow across both sites. Like right. I'm really, I'm really yeah. think. I'm sorry, Steve. I know I interrupted you, but no, you're if fine. If I was bud. running a hundred lineups, man, I, I almost might seriously hit the lock. But and I never do that in baseball. But that might be the play on this slate, and then just mm. let the chips fall where they may. I mean, I think he can easily get to thirty. I, I don't know. That that just feel, that might feel right, man. I, I just sorry to interrupt you, but that was that that light bulb went off in my head. The pitching is terrible. Kenta Maeda is probably the best pitcher in the best spot. We might just need to hit the lock button. See, here's the the problem with Julio Urias in this spot is the dude throws fastballs sixty percent of the time, and like he throws hard, he he averages ninety ninety four ninety five miles an hour, and like that's that's what we want to see out of lefties. Like I've I've said this probably ten times over the last week. But, like, when we want left-handed pitchers, we want lefties to throw hard. Um, you know, lefties are at a disadvantage. I've been talking about this for years. Like, most of the hitters are going to face are righties where right-handed pitchers are going to get a mix of both because, you know, you're not going to take stars like Acuna out of the lineup. But um, if Kenton Maeda is massive chalk, I, I, I see two ways to approach this. You go down to, like, Tanaka and find an SP2 and load up on bats. Or you take a shot in the dark, shot in the dark on Julio Arias because the rest of the pitchers over 8K are trash. So um, on DraftKings anyway. So I'm probably not going to play Arias. I'm probably just going to eat the chalk with Kenta Maeda on every team that I build, which might only be one on this slate. Um, but like it's it's an ugly slate. So like if you're playing large field tournaments, like tournaments that are like 100k to first when the overall prize pool is like 300k and it's like a 33% to first place, Urias might be that guy. Like but the Padres stack might be the stack. So like will like when we're looking at this spot, like I know you already kind of talked about it, but like Tatis, Machado, Fam is not good against lefties. I've been saying this for years. Like, his power is against righties. But, like, Ty France is probably going to be there instead of Cronenworth. Myers is probably going to be in the lineup. Like, you can easily stack the Padres in this spot, too. Yeah, and, and I really like Will Myers uh, on this slate for this team. For some reason, man, even when the Padres are chalk, because they've got Will Myers kind of batting in that six to eight slot now, People just don't play them, and they don't play them against lefties. They did the same thing at Coors. You pulled up the Coors ownership, and everybody was on Tatis Machado. I mean, people were playing more jerks in Profar than Will Myers against a lefty. I, I, unbelievable. So I, I think Will Myers is a primetime play on this slate. You look at the numbers. The whiff rate is a little bit higher, but, man, the guy's got an 818 ISO on this, on this particular velocity pitch. One of my favorite tournament plays on the slate and overall tournament teams as well. The Padres, they're definitely going to be in my player pool. Dre, what's your thoughts here when it comes to San Diego? San Diego, I, I like them. I think they're a decent amount. Um, like I said, I know it could be also a high scoring game with the pitchers not being all that great. Um, and I know you're looking for upside, so you got to take some chances here. But I, I think Tatis, Machado, um, fam, uh, even though family, like you said, he's he's just power doesn't come against the lefties. I still think he's a good play. Um, in in my ears, so just the top half of that lineup is going to be more in play for me than anything. Maybe your is struggling with walks, and like the stack goes off, and like fam gets two or three at bats against the righty of the bullpen. So like I like that if you're stacking this team. Well, the Dodgers, they're the hammer, man. They're the hammer, like. You're if you're stacking the Dodgers, you're hoping the Yankees, uh, Astros, Minnesota, like these guys only score like six or seven, and the Dodgers go ten plus. Um, I know you had some slight interest in Davies, but uh, let's talk Dodgers bats here, man. This looks like a juicy spot. Yeah, like, like I said, I still like the Dodgers bats. Uh, you know, and it's all the usual suspects: Peterson, uh, Mookie Betts, Bellinger. I mean, you just look at this team top to bottom. Uh, really, really good team overall, and that's kind of what you're looking for. 
you know, teams that pretty much have upside every night. I think if I had to pick right now, I think Mookie Betts would probably be my favorite bat right now um, on this team. I just think his profile is fits really well against Davies. Um, you know, another guy, obviously Bellinger, Bellinger hasn't been great yet, uh, but I know that's coming. I think my second favorite bat would probably be Max Muncy. Uh, so Betts and Muncy are probably my top two, uh, followed by Peterson in third. Uh, and we, that, that's, that, those are the guys I'd probably look at. Dre, what are you looking at here on the Dodgers? I, I love them as a whole, uh, as a whole team. Well, my favorite bat, honestly, I think it would be Justin Turner. I, 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 I love him tomorrow i think you know the, he doesn't strike out much I, i'd like him to hit a home run or two against him and um to go off yeah uh, and, the, and normally from what i've been playing from what i've been seeing he's he's not that owned that much for some reason i think he sometimes was a little bit overlooked sometimes but that could just be me from when i play him here's the thing about justin turner too um you know, against right-handed pitching this season, 55% hard hit rate. Will Smith, 61% hard hit rate. Uh, Zach Davies allowing 63% hard contact to righties in 21 plate appearances this season. He has 0% soft contact to righties. So I love, love the Justin Turner call. He was someone I was going to mention. Um, and then if Will Smith is in there, he's a great way to pay up a catcher to get, you know, home run upside at a position that doesn't offer a ton of power. So uh, let's play the morning grind game. Dre, you're the guest, um, so we're going to let you go first. Will, I'll let you follow it up, and then I'll bring us home. Uh, give me a guy. I know you guys – do we want to play FanDuel today? Like, I, I can switch it over to FanDuel. Let's play FanDuel today. Oh, um, I know, like, you know, you guys are <laughs> FanDuel guys. So, uh, give me a guy under 8K on FanDuel to get six or more strikeouts. Dre, you get to go first here. Under 8K. Goodness gracious. Ooh, there's probably only one choice, and you're going to take them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the only one choice. It's, it's only one choice. But, you know, I like to I like to be a little bit different. Well, no, nah, uh, Zach Eflin. Eflin, I'm, I'm I like it. Chance to see. Well, who you got? Man, listen, I'm going to go ahead and sit with my guy. This is the only guy I trust out of this group. Uh, give me, Give me low strikeout Zach Davies at 7,600. Listen, I will uh, listen. We'll talk as much jelly beans after this as as you want, because there is no way Zach Davies is striking out six. Like, oh man, if if man if if Davies owns the Dodgers, I'm never gonna stop getting text messages. I know it. Um, listen, under eight K to get eight strikeouts. Uh, give me Urias. Like, I, I feel like he's probably the best option to get. You know, six or more strikeouts under 8K on FanDuel, but also might give up some runs. Uh, Dre, give me a guy over 8K to score under 15. I know we don't have a ton of options up here. Who's busting? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be you said over 8K. I'm gonna take over a 8K to bust. I use like 15 because we use DK usually. Just give me a guy you think is gonna bust up here. I'm gonna be a little different and say Greinke. Man took my guy. Oh, that's the I, I, I know that's the guy. Don't play Granky today. Granky's gonna own just to troll everyone. Will give me a guy up here. Who do you, who don't you like? Oh, I mean, uh, the easy the easy play is Blake Snell. I mean, he's not gonna have the pitch count to get you home, and the, the, he shouldn't be priced this this expensively. So I, I'm I'm gonna take Blake Snell. Listen, if if Maeda and Tanaka both bust, I'm going to be in trouble. Um, or if either one of them bust, I'll tell you guys that right now. Um, they're the options today. But uh, if I had to choose one, give me Maeda over Tanaka. I think Tanaka has more of a chance to bust than Maeda here. Uh, Dre, we don't have cores on this slate. Uh, give me a home run over 3,500. Anybody that you want that um, is an expensive bat that's going to hit a home run today. Anyone expensive bat. Um, hmm. I'm gonna go with you no. Know, I'm since since I'm a Yankees fan. I'm gonna go with DJ LeMayu. Whoa, that is I I saw that conversation going so differently. I was like, because I'm a Yankees fan, I'm gonna take Aaron Judge, who leads Aaron the league Judge. in home runs. <laughs> Will nah. Will, I think I can write yours down. Who do you got, Will? I, I don't think you're gonna get this one, Stevie. This right. is, I'm going deep tournament here. Uh, this is, and this is a guy I really like, 
Give me Kyle Seeger from Seattle at 30. Whoa. I, I, I like, I'm starting to like Seattle more and more. The more I think about this slate, I, I, I like Kyle Seeger here. I, I 100% thought it was going to be Joey Gallo. Like, I, I almost wrote it down. Um, listen, give me the big boomstick. Give me Nelson Cruz. Um, love Nelson Cruz today to hit a home yes. run. Dre, give me someone under 3,000 of value play uh, to get two hits. Doesn't have to be a home run. Just someone that's going to get two hits on the slate. Two hits under 3,000. Don't take my guy. I got one one guy. Don't take my guy. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Polanco. Oh, great. Oh, I like that one. Oh, great. I like it. Well, who you got, Will? Give me Michael Conforto, baby. 2,900. Liking the Mets anyway against, uh, uh, oh boy, I can't, uh, Sanchez, Michael Conforto. I like Conforto a lot. Um, way underpriced over there on DraftKings for this slate. Um, listen, he had two hits on Tuesday. Let's keep it going, Reese. Let's get that home run, Reese. Yes. I'm going to take Hoskins. Um, all right, Dre, give me a stack to score six or more runs. There's probably five or six of them on this slate. Yeah, there is. Um, but my favorite stack that I think I'm going to honestly have a lot of tomorrow. I think I'm going to I'm going to try to stack the back half of the, of the slate and go with the, the Dodgers. All right. Hey, listen, you can come on the podcast anytime you want. You're stacking the Dodgers, um, especially against Zach <laughs> Stinky Davies. Uh, Will, who do you got? <laughs> Yeah, this is my sneaky stack. Uh, not sure how sneaky it's going to be, but uh, I'm just going to stick with Conforto. I'm going with the Mets against Anibal Sanchez and hope the ownership isn't up there. Really like this team in this spot. All right. Um, let's see, man. I don't even know. There's so many stacks to like on this slate. Um, give me the Twins. I feel like it's like every day at this point. Uh, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nothing, man. I'm, I'm glad Dre came on. Uh, good to have you, man. The uh, the hottest man in DFS right now. Uh, so, so glad, so glad to have you, brother. Dre, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, no, thank you for having me. Um, hopefully, back here again, and let's hopefully keep on winning and let's keep making some money and having fun with it. Yeah, man, it's been fun. Um, appreciate you coming on. Will, I know you're busy, man. I appreciate you being here as well. It's been it's always fun working with you. Uh, Dre, like I said, man, I hope your heater continues. Uh, that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back talking some more baseball tomorrow. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.